Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. Today on the Ether, episode 15 of the PageDAO show, recorded from their Discord. Let's take a listen. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the PageDAO show. This is the second show that we've done that will be recorded live in, in Discord. Um, our, our special guest today will be E.R. Donaldson, and he's, he's going to come on and tell us some things about... Uh, what he's up to here in, in the Web3 publishing space. And so, so that'll be amazing. It's always great to hear um, what everybody's doing. Um, my name is Dylan. I, I go by Epic Dylan online sometimes, and I'm one of the founders of the PageDAO. Uh, CD Vagabond has been here with me, uh, you know, for pretty much the whole time we've been doing PageDAO. And then we've also got Rihanna Morgan, who is another extremely talented writer and uh, innovator here in the space. And, and so, uh, CD, Rihanna, uh, y'all go ahead, take it away. Let's uh, let's get some introductions out there for everybody. Let's go ladies first this time around. We can go men first next time. Well, great, great. Hello, everyone. Hello, E.R. Donaldson. Hello, Dylan. Hello, CD. I'm so happy to be here with you all. I am Rihanna Morgan. I um, join the Page Dow show and I'm so excited to be here with all of you, just like I am every single week. And I have fully transitioned to being a Web3 author. I do all sorts of things that we'll probably talk about throughout the show, but I want to I want to jump off and give CD an opportunity to introduce himself as well. Awesome. I'm so honored to be here with both of you and everybody in our community. Uh, I'm CD Demicio. I am the founder and publisher of Vagabond Magazine, which is the first NFT magazine that you can read on platform and it's published as an NFT itself. Uh, I'm also the author of a bunch of books, uh, some of them published on a variety of different blockchains. I love the Web3 space um, for the same reason that I love the, the travel space back in the, the couch surfing days is because people are basically here to share stories, to build community, and to help each other to succeed. I love that about being here. Uh, like Dylan said, I've um, been with PageDAO pretty much from, <laughs> from the beginning. Um, and uh, I don't ever plan on going anywhere. And uh, yeah, I love also ER Donaldson and see Cryptoversal and Finn's in the house. Like, what a great community we have. And I'm so happy to be a part of it, you guys. Hey man, aim into that. We're lucky. It, it is a good, good day. And uh, yeah, shout out to to you, Finn. Thank you so much for, uh, for for making this recording possible and helping us get the sound right and and doing all the things that you do. Um, I know you're very, very busy. And folks, uh, terraspaces.org, uh, just uh, epic um, organization. I, I can't believe how much they're able to accomplish. Uh, just absolutely uh, wonderful blockchain community uh, support 
um, here and, and just so, so helpful for, for the various different founders in the space who are able to uh, come in and uh, get, get their start here in, in the Web3 publishing space and in just Web3 in general. Uh, TerraSpace has started off as um, an organization that was recording spaces um, for the Luna blockchain community. And, and so they're, they're OG uh, community roots. Um, and, and check them out, listen to the podcast, donate. Um, yeah, I cannot say enough good things about Terra Spaces. So thank you so much, Finn, for being here and for helping us out with this. Um, fo folks, um, I, I do uh, have one kind of like procedural thing for the show today. I, I think we're going to try something where we're going to be a little bit more conversational than usual. Um, and we've got a handful of different topics uh, that, that we're going to try to cover in some amount of depth this time. And and so so we're going to... I guess we've got five um, things to five more or less bullet points to hit. And then we're going to bring E.R. Donaldson out. We're going to hear his thoughts on everything that, uh, you know, that, that's happened and, and what kind of stands out to him here in the Web3 publishing space. And, and then we've got some uh, so, some great questions uh, for, for him that, that we'll be asking as well. Uh, so, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And in the spirit of keeping things conversational, um, CD, uh, I know you said ladies first earlier, but would you like to uh, to tell us what's shaking in the Vagabond magazine world and kind of kick us off? Sure. Yeah, we're loving it. I mean, uh, Riona is uh, fulfilling everything that I had hoped she would as the senior editor with Vagabond magazine and Cryptoversal is, I'm sure, kicking ass as our books editor as well. We had a great uh, Web3 writer's space the web3 writers hour this morning on twitter which was edward uh edward h carpenter cryptoversal and myself are the hosts and the whole community is welcome to come up and we just talk about things that are web3 writer related it really cool today was like all about ip and um you know protecting your work and also how to use other people's ip stuff like that so we're covering all these topics every week and i love it uh in terms of vagabond magazine itself I've been a busy, busy, busy person uh, since about, well, since about the December. And um, that has been reflected in all of the pings that have been being sent out in the Vagabond Discord. So last week I looked at it and I was like, that is just ridiculous. And what am I going to do? Well, you know what? What makes sense is just save everything up and try my best to just uh, send out one email a week. And that way people who aren't paying attention to Discord or people that are doing other stuff, they can catch up in one easy email or one easy ping that gets them. So if you guys do want to sign up for that, it's our Substack. That's vagabond.substack.com and vagabond with an O. And that also keys you into our community uh, newsletter. That's the Vagabond community. So we give access to all the writers, all the contributors, everybody in the community that wants to share stuff on that Substack. It's available. So I want to encourage any of you guys that have stuff to share that's like um, vaguely related um, even, but that you want to share, come bring it. We're not looking for people to shill stuff, but we are really happy to have people sharing what they're building and what they're excited about and that kind of stuff. So thanks for the opportunity to share all of that, Dylan. Hey, absolutely, man. And, and thanks for doing such a such a good job of, of being thorough. But there, there is uh, one thing that, that I, I think we should probably just kind of dwell on just a little bit more here, which is how can people follow you on Twitter? And we talked about this Web3 Writers Hour. Um, so, so when is that? And, and how can anybody who listens to the podcast here come take Thanks. That's a, that's a great, um, great thing to include. Sometimes I'm not so great at 
self-promotion or promotion because I forget the important details like where are we and when. Uh, anyway, if you want to follow me personally on Twitter, uh, that is Vagobond, V-A-G-O-B-O-N-D. Uh, I've used that as my personal for a long time, and I'm just going to continue to do that. However, our original uh, Twitter is Vagobond underscore mag. And that is the Vagabond Magazine disc or Twitter. Um, and we will put the space on both of those. It's every Tuesday at 9 a.m. HST, which I think um, is consistent. That'll be always be 9 a.m. HST on Tuesdays. If you don't know what HST is, that's Hawaii Standard Time. So Pacific Time right now is two hours difference. I think we've got three hours for Central Mountain and four, maybe five for the East Coast. All you guys that change times all the time, it's it's um, hard to keep track. But that's where you find us. And just look up Web3 Writers Hour, and you'll find our space every Tuesday. Right on, right on. Yeah, I got to get those details in sometimes. Huh? <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, it, it's also very, very cool to to just see what a busy bee you are, um, because I, I, feel, I feel like uh, you are all over the place and you are really doing a good job of kind of keeping your finger on the pulse here in this web three uh publishing space that we've got coming up um i mean really it's it's pretty amazing and and i i do want to kind of kind of ask like a subject matter question and, and just see uh well let's see so, so so each each month um when vagabond magazine is published it has a theme are you um, available to reveal the theme or maybe tease something about the theme to, to kind of give us uh, a hint of, of maybe, I, I don't know if there's, if there's alpha here or not, but if there is. <laughs> okay, I'll throw some alpha out. Um, actually, there's some really cool stuff coming up with the next edition of Vagabond Magazine. So our next cover is going to be done by an artist who was the artist for a really amazing project that didn't didn't go where people had wanted it to. And partly that's because of the, the other projects that it, it sort of hitched itself to. But the artist is a guy named Juicy Jama, and he's going to be doing our cover. I'll be doing an artist spotlight of him. And I've seen some previews of the cover, and it is epic. So I've encouraged him to release this cover as... Um, a, an open edition or a one of one as well. But if you want to collect the original, it's going to be the Vagabond magazine cover by Juicy Jamma. And it's, it's really cool. Um, and it falls into this theme of web three love. Uh, Riona Morgan has already submitted a, a, a wonderful uh, pitch for it. Uh, we've got something by a contributing writer named Olivia Rodriguez about uh, dating platforms in the Web3. We've got some stuff coming from John Sims. Uh, and we've got more. We've got horoscopes from Myball, the Mystic Mutant. Um, yeah, so really cool stuff. And I think we might even have a couple other writers coming in that um, that have said they want to do stuff, but we haven't quite solidified it yet. So should be an amazing issue. I'm also going to tease that the March issue is by this guy who I can't believe he wants to do our cover. I mean, it's really cool he wants to do our cover. So he did the first generative photograph NFT. And he's a guy named Food, started taking the food he was going to eat, and he would make these masks out of them. And then he's become really famous for this. And so Food Masku is like, 
uh, NFT original, and he's going to actually be doing an original release that's going to be the cover for Vagabond magazine in March too, which is like it's so no. cool. Yeah. So, Dude, congrats! Yeah. The covers are always so cool for Vagabond magazine. Like you, you started, you know, kind of explaining some of that, and I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know if it could be that much cooler than it has been because, I mean, really, it's it's always spectacular. So I I can't wait to see this, man. Thanks. I'm I'm super excited about it. I'm also super excited about some of the the writers and authors that have reached out to us, you know, and um, we're going to have an announcement later on this week. We've taken on a fashion editor now, like so for Web3 fashion, which uh, it's not going to be difficult to figure out who that is if you've been paying attention to Vagabond magazine, but still pretty amazing to have this editorial board that we have with Riona Morgan and with Cryptoversal and with our, our Web3 fashion editor. There's There's neat stuff happening at Vagabond. Thanks for the chance to talk about it. Hey, absolutely, my friend. I I just I love I love hearing about it. And um, if you're listening at home, we actually don't get as much time on the phone as we have in the past at times. And so so I'm actually hearing some of this for the first time as well, which is kind of, you know, no doubt contributing to some of my excitement here. Um, but lest we tarry uh, too terribly long on the first uh, little subject here, um, I, I think it's actually very important that, that we give a chance to our second uh, project as well, which is uh, what Rihanna Morgan is cooking up uh, with those seven love stories. And Rihanna, um, I, I will ask you about roving with Rihanna after this as well, but let, let's talk about the project first and, and let's, um, I, I don't know how much alpha you can reveal, but do, do we have um, like a mint location or, or any kind of details like that? And and maybe an introduction to kind of the project for anybody who didn't hear the show last week. Okay, yes, definitely. I can definitely do that. So CD, I am so excited, first of all, for all of the things that you're talking about with Vagabond Magazine. And so I really feel the 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 um, fire of all of that coming, coming down the line. Um, and so for the seven love stories, uh, we... Um, are spending, we spent last week celebrating KGKH Art, who is one of our illustrators. And then we're spending this week celebrating another illustrator. We have four. And so we're going to have ne the next week after celebrating the next illustrator and then the next week after that so that everybody has an opportunity to meet all of the illustrators that came together to illustrate the seven stories that I wrote. And those seven stories all all deal with the topic of love and not romantic love like what we would um, maybe assume, but it's more the love of um, a one person for another who maybe is a brother and a sister or a mother and a son. And there's even self-love in the stories that I put together. And so... We are looking at Manifold as the place that will be the minting machine for this project. It does have the ability to split the royalties between all of us, how we're hoping. 
and it gives us an opportunity to then give back a little bit as well to everyone who um, supports us and, and helps us. And so there's lots of surprises coming along down the line um, for people who are purchasers, of course, collectors of the, the 7,777 um, literary NFTs. And so oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And so, so you say give back and this is, um, this is perhaps new to me. Um, I, I kind of want to pu- push just a little bit and, and see if uh, maybe, maybe, I mean, do you have um, someone in mind or, or uh, a charity, I, I suppose, perhaps? Or, um, well, or is this like more of a, like an Edward Carpenter type of thing? Like, like, <laughs> getting back to the supporters. Well, the thing is, is with stuff like this, the sky's the limit. And so the um, every other week, the girls on the team and I, the ladies on the team and I, we get together and we meet and we talk about what our goal is for the next week. And we're always weeks ahead. And so we have all of we have the marketing plan set and we have um, the mint date is not certain yet because we're trying to find the I, I heard it referred to as the Goldilocks, um, not not too soon and not too late, not too hot, not too cold, you know, the just right time frame um, for that. And so that we can be we can be ready to go. But there's so many things that can happen with the project after the fact. Um, there's lots of opportunities to give back each one of us to charities of our choice, each one of us to um, people who are collectors, lots of lots of gifts that can be given because there are so many of us in the in the project and so it's just it's so wonderful and our entire our entire um philosophy with this is build with love and share with love and give with love and so everything is is all built around that and so we're very excited well, I'm excited too, and I, I would say that it absolutely and completely shows uh, that that's your mindset in the project, and that that's what you're trying to spread. I mean, it's absolutely just a, a beautiful uh, thing that you're putting out into the world. And and folks, if if you're listening at home, I, I think one of the things that uh, that, that we can uh, say here is, is that this is a project that is going to be very, very well executed. Um, we, we see Vagabond Magazine and. They're stepping up their game and they're delivering and they've got quality and they're getting good writers and good artists. And then we also have Rihanna Morgan and she's got 7777 love story literary NFTs that she's creating with four celebrated artists. It's going to be a, a, a cutting edge uh, split royalty contract. We don't have a mint date yet, um, but but there's this spirit of giving back. And, and Rihanna, there is a... Uh, kind of a theme that we have with Web3 publishing that I, I think maybe you're uh, uniquely kind of qualified to to speak to um, for our audience. If anybody uh, new to the space is, is listening to the podcast here and, and what that thing is, in, in my opinion, is the way that in Web3 publishing, it's almost as if the creation of, you know, the, the piece of art is is the beginning uh, or, or the release of the art, in, excuse me, in, in some sense, is, is the beginning uh, rather than like kind of the final or end state that we that we reach as creators. And, and so this is kind of shifting things onto its head, and it's it's, it's creating this uh, 
this robust relationship between the audience um, of, of a given artistic work and, and the artist. Um, and, and so, so to me, um, this is about the most fascinating aspect of kind of what we're all doing here. And, and I would just love to, um, to, to kind of hear um, how it is so far and, and, and what your experience is like um, as a Web 2 writer who has come into Web 3 and is now taking advantage of all of these different capabilities uh, that, that we see in the Web3 publishing space that we didn't have before. Oh, yes. Okay, definitely. So the the I'm going to pull in a little bit of Roving with Rihanna and talk about what I'm doing there and how amazing it is to get to the end of that show or get to the end of I've actually created a video that goes through the topic of this week. And I can actually point people who collect the video or attend the space and say, okay, so then this is now what you can do with what you've written. And um, so today with the Roving with Rihanna show, there were so many people who came to visit and they talked about their project that they're working on and then where it's being published. And that is something that is so new and so exciting in the Web3 space. Because I've been a, a writer a very long time, and I was a traditional writer for a very long time. And you go to your writers groups, you're involved in your your online writer emails, and, and everybody is, they're still talking about querying, and they're still talking about finding an agent, and they're still talking about... Oh, maybe finding a publisher, uh, a traditional publisher who's going to welcome them into the fold and and publish their their work. And and here in the Web3 space, it really it's sort of turned on its ear where we can, as the author, as the writer, we can survey um, the publishers that are out there. And I just recently shared my publisher list with CD. It's in if you're interested, if you're listening at home and you're interested on finding that publisher list in Web3, it's on my link tree through my um, Twitter space um, at Rihanna Morgan. And um, there's so many publishers. There's so many publishers. There's so many places where your work can find its home. And that is the most exciting thing about, about working in Web3 is all of the different avenues that we as writers get to choose. Where do we want this to be? And what do we want it to look like? And, and what goals do we have for it? And it, it's just phenomenal. I'll say it certainly is, folks. And and so so... Yeah, this idea that we've got this this increasing palette of choices—that's phenomenal. And and thank you so much for reminding me about Roving with Rihanna. We have to talk about that. Um, let's um, yeah. Uh, would you mind just giving everybody a brief overview of the show? I've, I've been a guest there, and and it was great. And I really enjoyed our conversation. And and folks, um, yeah, I highly recommend this uh, this show as well as the Web Three Writers Hour. Yeah. And so the Web3 Writers Hour is right before Roving with Rihanna. And so if you were listening to CD earlier and he said it was 10 o'clock HST time, then ours is 11 o'clock HST time, which works out to be three o'clock um, Eastern. And so... 3 p.m. Eastern. Good. Yes. Yes. And so well, I, just wanna, with, I just want to interrupt very quickly. Yeah. I think I think the Web3 Writers Hour is nine o'clock 
HST. Ah, so yours would be ah, 10 o'clock HST. 10 o'clock. Okay. Nine o'clock. Great, 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 great. Great, great. Excellent. Thanks, CD. Um, so roving with Rihanna kind of over the, over the winter break where we all sort of took a break and spent time with our families and friends. I was just, so needed. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Um, and so during that time frame, I did a lot of thinking about what does the web three space need and what can I do to help fill that need? And so there is a lot of meet the writer places and a lot of technology meeting the writer places like the Web3 Hour. I always learn so much attending that. I, I'm always just blown away about what I hear. But with Roving with Rihanna, I really wanted to look at the craft of writing itself. And so today's rendition of Roving with Rihanna, we actually looked at how rhythm is created in poetry and how that literary element is fashioned by writers. And so we spent the whole time really talking about that and and how the different writers who came to visit how they utilize rhythm in their work and then we talked about the writing process you know planning all the way through the the publishing all the way through the publishing stage and so that that's really what roving roving with Rihanna is going to evolve to be is studying the craft and and looking at the craft of writing and oh, so it's phenomenal. It's... I can't believe I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is going to be a Medium article um, through um, the Page Down magazine on Medium. And then there will be a, another rendition of it through Substack with Vagabond magazine. And then I've also put together a video that's on um, scent.scent through my scent page that... Um, walks through the whole process, has little cards of the different um, repetition, alliteration, um, the pieces that create rhythm, rhyme, and internal rhyme that's there already to, for people to collect. And so it's, it's, already, it's already out there. And so you can just grab it up or go visit or go read. Um, and then the, the substack and the medium, that'll, be, that'll appear later this evening. Oh, that's phenomenal. I'm so, I'm so glad to see everybody starting to starting to do the work and, and put the work out in, in multiple places and, and take advantage of all of the different ways that we have to, to interact with our audience, folks. Um, it's phenomenal. It just it's absolutely lovely to see. Um, is, is there anything else that we need to touch on or should we move to the literary well, NFTs of the week? I just wanted to jump in really quickly and just say, like, I love the fact that what we have happening in the Web3 being born, where writers talk about the craft of writing and how to make your, your writing better, how to, um, how to understand the concepts and to tweak your writing so it's more powerful. They can come to PageDAO. And at PageDAO, you know, you can connect with developers and writers and artists and people who are just interested in telling stories. And so we have all of these things that are coming together, not to mention the tokenomics, the page token, um, you know, and it's so cool that for writers who are going to be coming into this space tomorrow or next month or next uh, at sometime during this year, we're going to be the landing site for them through some of this, you know, and, and it's really exciting that 
they're not going to have to figure out all of this stuff. They're not going to have to start from zero. We're going to be able to help them. And the, um, ideally, like, put them in a position where they can help us. And what I mean by that is um, I've been giving a lot of thought to this idea of community lately and how, you know, we, we love to say a, a rising tide lifts all boats, but it's not just that. It's like when there's so many times in life when the student becomes the teacher, when the student actually, you know, surpasses the ability of the, of the teacher and begins to teach the teacher. And that's what we're doing. We're creating a community where people who are coming in with no idea of what this is all about, very well tomorrow could be the people that are telling us what it's all about because it's so new. And I just love that. And I love that we're so centralized on this aspect of it. Usually centralization is a, isn't a word that I wanna say, but because, um, because we have this ethic of sharing and building together, it's great that we have this centralized hub and this community that is that is formed here and is still forming. Oh man, yeah, that reminds me of something I heard on Painclusive, of course, because that's my favorite podcast. But you know, centralization is a spectrum, and and for example, when you're storing an asset, you want that to be decentralized because that conveys durability. Um, it makes things immutable. Like IPFS is really powerful technology. So so are some of the other storage platforms out there as well not to play favorites or anything, but I, I just absolutely love that we're still, you know, I mean, <laughs> how many years into this? And, and and we absolutely are still here for the reason that stories are special. You know, it, it, it lets us share our lives with each other and, and that gives us value and that allows us to give others value. And that, that's the thing that really motivates us here at PageDef. And, and I mean, I, it blows my mind. I, I'm, I'm so just in love with the concept here. Um, Yes, thank you for that, CD. Um, now, folks, I, I have kind of an idea here, and we, we haven't done this in the past, but um, item three kind of on the on the list for me here today is uh, literary NFTs of the week. And so my thought um, with this one is that perhaps what we can do is each choose um, a literary NFT, um, and this could be a project, this could be a specific NFT, um, but but do you guys have uh, so, something in mind, CD and Rihanna? Um, is, is there something that, that pops up? Or, uh, I mean, I definitely have one. <laughs> um, but but I'm thinking I should probably share mine last so as to, to, to not influence anyone else. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe we can each tweet uh, a, a literary NFT just to, to share uh, with, with our audience uh, or something. I, I don't know. What do you all think about this? Yeah, I can jump in because I just did the Roving with Rihanna space and I heard so many literary NFT ideas. And so I can introduce mine a little bit. Um, Future Adora is um, one of the guests that was on my Roving with Rihanna show. And she talked about a literary NFT that incorporates Braille. What? That's amazing. It, that it, is amazing. It incorporates Braille. Braille. I have no how idea how. Do I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I spent a little bit of time 
this afternoon kind of looking through her Twitter space um, and seeing if I could find um, where she where she shared this Braille <laughs> literary NFT. And so um, I'm going to talk with Edward about it because he mentioned it also and then see if I can find it so that I can, you know, start helping and supporting this uh, amazing idea. And so I can share who she is. It's Future Adora. Um, and it's F U T U R A D O R A. Um, that's just on on Twitter there. And so if yeah, if you have an opportunity to jump in and follow her and see about this project, that would be amazing. That's definitely my plan. Hey, absolutely. That is innovation right there, folks. I totally Dig that idea. I mean, accessibility and inclusivity is, uh, oh no, I just looked up Future Adora. Maybe I spelled it wrong. Did you say F-U-T-U-R-A-D-O-R-A? Was that yes, right, I did. Y- yeah, yeah. Yes, I did. I'll, I'll actually copy it and put it in the chat here in... in Because um... that comes up account suspended for me, but um, I'll, I'll find it in the chat and maybe I, maybe I misspelled yeah. it somewhere. I- I think there are some underscores after it. I'm not sure yeah. how many. I'm not um, either. I'm not either. I was thinking it might just pop her up anyway. Um, Dylan, are we chatting in general chat or member chat? Um, let's go general. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And in terms of NFTs and literary NFTs this week, I think um, there's a couple that I would like to mention and, and call out. First of all, um, Rihanna, your project is just like, it's so cool. I love it. I can't wait to see more. And I can't, um, can't wait to see the, how, it, how it plays out, the delivery of it. But then I also, um, also want to shout out to E.R. Donaldson, which, you know, the, the um, Mythic Winter is on the verge of being an NFT project. And I, I can't wait to hear more about that. Um, Mythic Winter is... So cool because it brought together a bunch of Web 2 and Web 3 writers and people who are new voices. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about it. I'll let ER do that. But I'm just really excited about what that project is and what it's brought to the table even so far. Uh, that's fantastic. I, I love it. Um, and, and folks, I, I feel like maybe if you know me, there's a chance that you might guess uh, which one I'm going to pick to throw out here and promote a little bit. Um, it's by our very own indefatigable.eth, and uh, I'm I'm buying it right now because I, I've I've finally found it at a price that I I have enough ETH. <laughs> it's called Peace of Mind. Um, it's literary. It's poetry. It's uh, beautiful. Um, it, it's been an NFT that I've had my eye on for a while, so it seemed like a really fitting uh, first NFT of the week for me. Um, <laughs> But but I'm I'm gonna go ahead and uh and, and click through and, and, and pick this dude up and, and shoot a tweet out about that because uh we I mean really I just I, I, if if you're you're listening, you you know, you may be picking up on a trend, which is that I, I think that you know, people doing innovative things is like just the coolest thing in the world and, and so I, I always want to support my favorite creators and everything. Um okay, so 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 for item four, before we get to the page liquidity question, uh what I have penciled in here is chains to watch and and i want i want to actually lead the way on this one because i, I was watching bankless of course earlier and and uh we, we were talking or they were talking excuse me i was listening to a show about uh 
about Arbitrum and just all the cool NFT projects that are coming up. And, and you know, you, you almost can't say Arbitrum without saying optimism in the same breath. Um, but, but these are projects that, that have launched uh, back in 2022. Thank God that year is behind us. <laughs> but, but we got a couple of good things out of it. And, and what those things look like is very scalable Ethereum-based L2s um, that, that all kinds of cool projects are building all kinds of crazy things on. Um, and, and so those are the chains that are kind of in my eyes. And, and like the, that's what I'm focused on right now. But also, in addition to that, because I just absolutely love the blockchain space, um, I have to shout out Evmos. And, and I have an eye on them in a big way because what I'm working on right now for PageDAO, actually, um, is, is going to be a governance proposal to, to put some kind of fine details um, together around taking the page token and, and putting that on Evmos and then uh, using the easy peasy uh, breezy tools that they have over at diffusion.fi uh, to, to set up the initial um, second wave of page token liquidity mining incentives. So, so if you're listening, what, what this means is that um, our goal is to basically We've bridged page to Evmos, but we need to pass a governance proposal on Evmos to get uh, wrapped in to an ERC-721 on the Evmos blockchain. So, so we've got one step left to go, but definitely keeping my eye on Evmos. I, I think it's one of the most impressive Cosmos chains just because of how well it integrates with things like Gravity Bridge and, and is able to interoperate between you know all the different Cosmos chains and Ethereum as well. And, and I like it because it's a very familiar uh, sort, sort of backdrop uh, for, for me and for, for a lot of us here at PageDAO because it uses the Ethereum virtual machine or the EVM, uh, which, which we're able to, uh, to, to do some things with, which is cool. Um, CD, Rihanna, uh, do, do y'all have your eyes on any new chains? Um, is, is anything literary going on on, on other uh, blockchains that we need to be aware of? Seems like Tezos is really, um, really at the forefront right now. And um, I got to say, uh, Indefatigable, you need to provide links to your Tezos collections in your Twitter, man, um, so that we can get to them easily. You, you just said in your in your pinned post, you said, I've got uh, I've got cool stuff I'm selling on Tezos, but then there's no links to it. I want to see the individual collection links, my friend. So please share those. And And I think Tezos is a collection that Cryptoversal Books also mentioned this morning. Edward Carpenter said he just did some poetry on there. So pretty neat to, to see that chain expanding also to literary rather than just the art that it's been so well known for. This is good to hear. And, and believe it or not, this is trivia that nobody cares about. But the first cryptocurrency I ever traded was Tezos, and it went very well for your boy here. <laughs> but what about you, Rita? Uh, CD took mine. <laughs> I was just going to talk about. I was just going to oh, talk fantastic. about that. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I'd, was... I'd, I'd like to retract my answer. I'm going to talk about uh, something else, and I'm going to let Rihanna have Tezos. Okay, forget yes. I said anything except for except for Indy. You remember it. <laughs> yes, yes. Please, Indy. Please do give the links because, um, golly, that it's it's tricky trying to find your stuff. Um, anyway, and so yes, that's what I was going to talk about. Is is that Edward mentioned that 
earlier today and that there's been lots of literary NFT conversations talking about it. And so, and then there's also the idea of minting on multiple platforms. And so if you think about it, like multiple forms of, or multiple languages rather than just multiple currencies. And so that's, that's also something that's rumbling around out in the web three uh, literary NFT space is um, being upfront with your collectors, being upfront and saying, this is also available on this other chain as well. And so that, that's just really interesting to me also. Hey, absolutely. And and folks, the takeaway I'm picking up here is just, you know, whether you're a writer, whether you're an artist, it, it's always very important to make sure that you share your links enough, because even if it seems a little bit self-effacing or something at times, I, I think people actually need that information. So that, that's really, really important stuff here. Um, now, we're down to just a couple of minutes before we're going to bring our special guest on today and uh, rock your world with his projects um but i do want to go ahead and bring up this page liquidity question because you know it is business uh it's governance related um we have a cryptocurrency called the page token and that page token i was talking a little bit earlier about this um it, it it's only as valuable as the liquidity that's that's provided against it and and so there's kind of um there's kind of a trade-off right and and so so basically the idea is that what we do as a DAO uh, to to try to offset some of the potential things that can go wrong, because you know obviously this is crypto; it's the wild wild west. Like if you, if you don't know what liquidity mining is, um, it, it's probably way better to do some research and kind of kind of get comfortable with the concept rather than just go ape into some project somewhere because this is possible. Um, but you know, at the same time, uh, what DAOs do um, to to basically solve this problem of you know how do i trade this cryptocurrency for a different cryptocurrency so that i can use it like money or whatever the case may be um is is to to basically say here's a bag of that cryptocurrency and that's going to algorithmically issue out to people on the basis of the amount of liquidity that they provide um for the token against a given incentivized pair um and and so basically there's an app and you go to the website and you click the thing and you, you know it does it for you so so don't be um too uh <laughs> inclined to 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 just get lost in the books here but because it, it's really not all that complicated but but the thing is um what we did to launch the page token uh back in 2021 is to set up a pool with three million page tokens and it ran for exactly 18 months um and and basically what happened with that was if you provided liquidity to page against ethereum on ethereum mainnet on the uniswap exchange and you could take the uh, the token that you got for providing that liquidity, and you could stake it into this third-party provider, and and earn a return uh, in page tokens for providing that liquidity in the first place. Um, and and the price has gone down. And and yes, I'm like one of the primary liquidity providers, and no, it hasn't gone well for me so far. And and these are um, just facts of of kind of this absolute responsibility for our actions that we have here in the crypto space. Everything's transparent. The information is there. You can make an educated and good and well informed decision. Um, and and most of the time, uh, the thought is that, that nobody should ever put in anything that they can't afford to lose in into this space because there's there's all kinds of different risks. Um, there, there's contract risk. 
Um, we, we try to minimize that as much as we can, but you know, there, there's always the potential of some gremlin coming in and, and there being some bug that somebody finds or something like that. Although I would say the chances of that happening go down over time. And, and that's one of the big advantages of the Ethereum virtual machine is that, you know, it's fairly well explored at this point. And, and there's good boilerplate out there that you can use to do stuff on the Ethereum blockchain. Uh, and, and so, so there, there's good things too, but I, I just want to be 100% sure that, that, that I'm, I'm kind of explaining the risks of this as well, because we have an important decision to make. And that decision is where to put page liquidity moving forward, the, the mining incentives for, for liquidity. And, and so we've got three different options the way I see things right now. Um, the first is Ethereum mainnet. It's always been our first. It's our go-to. Um, that, that's the place where we got our start. Um, we, we also have Arbitrum, which is very closely related to the Ethereum mainnet blockchain, um, but it has the advantage of having far lower fees, and it's still tied to the Ethereum mainnet security. Um, so, so it also uses the Ethereum virtual machine, and, and it's a good blockchain as well for that reason. Um, and third, we, we have the Evmos blockchain. Uh, that this is potentially the easiest technology lift in terms of just getting the incentives live so that, so that we can start hopefully attracting more people to provide liquidity to the page token. Um, so, so, so there is kind of that goal um, that, that we have as an organization here. And, and what that does is, is that makes our token valuable if, if there's liquidity. That means that, you know, as a, a token holder, I can go and I can swap my page tokens for Evmos or I can swap my Evmos for page tokens or you know, I can do the same things with Ethereum and these things all synchronize up. There, there's a bunch of really cool technology under the hood here. If you're the type like me that wants to go explore all of that, um, we're happy to you know have discussions about this in the Discord. And in fact, uh, the whole point of what, what I'm saying to you right now is uh, not to say that, that we have the answer yet, but, but to instead invite everybody to uh, come and tell us your thoughts um, if you have any. And, and we're we're going to navigate this the best we can, and and you know really try to uh, to to get the wheels on the ground right this time. Uh, we had a little bit of a snag with the initial liquidity pool. The contracts were all good and everything, uh, but the liquidity uh, pool contract author we we tried to have a relationship with, and they didn't want it, and you know it just kind of went badly. So anyway, uh, the main thing with all of that is just hey, we've got this governance conversation that's happening. Um, if you're in the know and you have an opinion, we want to hear it, you know, uh, come tell us what you think. Um, and so, so that's probably enough about the page liquidity question. But what I want to do now, folks, is just completely shift gears. And let's talk some more about some really cool NFT stuff that's going on in the space. This time, uh, I want to welcome to the stage Mr. E.R. Donaldson. How are you today, sir? Oh, uh, yeah, Dylan, can you hear me okay? You sound lovely. All right, I'm I'm working on it. Sorry, new new phone, new headset. Is this any better? Oh no, it sounds great. You you sound fine right. to me. All right, great, perfect. All right, hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Hey, of course, of course. Uh, how's your day so far, Edward? Or ER? Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Call, call me call me Eric. But uh, yeah, no, we're we're, uh, we're we're doing great over here. Busy as always, but uh, cranking out cool stuff, which is which is the goal. Oh, very nice. Yeah, you love to hear it, folks. But putting the work in is is the best way to get the uh, results out. And um, speaking of results, a lot of times in the Web3 publishing space, 
The results look a lot like books that people can read. Uh, I believe you have a number of different current projects in the Web 2 and Web 3 publishing spaces. Uh, would you care to just kind of give us a, a quick overview of, of what all you're working on? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So for those of you guys who don't know me, um, uh, I'm the founder of Minting North Press LLC, uh, small imprint, uh, originally just designed to uh, put my own books out. I put six novels out under that imprint. Uh, but at the end of last year, things took a shift and I've started investing in other authors, a little bit more of a Web 2 model than a Web 3 model, but that is definitely subject to change. Uh, we're just looking at the opportunity to get other people who have not either been exposed to the space or um, have been, you know, in, in many cases, been skeptical about the space, excited about Web3. And we've done that really by trying to hybridize the Web2 models and the traditional models that are out there and integrate some Web3 publishing. So. On uh, Mythic North's end, there's uh, two NFT projects that are going to be coming out uh, in the very near future. The first of those is uh, Starspire, which is my uh, first published novel that will be going through a uh, three-edition launch um, through BookVolts, which I'm, I'm very excited to try out their platform because I think that BookVolts has done a marvelous job of integrating the accessibility available in um, Web2 publishing via mobile reading and uh, adding new features onto it. And I think that really their product is, is going to set a standard that I think is going to you know, generate a lot of innovation in some some of the other products that are currently out there. Um, after that uh, is the Myth Mythic Winter anthology, which thank you, uh, CD, for, for your kind words regarding to that. But that has some uh, stories from, you know, among others, CD and uh, Rihanna were contributors to that, as, as well as myself. But we were about a 50-50 split between uh, Web 2 and Web 3 authors, which really generated a lot of interesting conversation, both in the anthology's private Discord, but then also in subsequent co uh, conversations that I've had the opportunity to have with people. And in fact, you know, I had some conversations just the other day about one of the uh, the contributors who had never heard of an NFT before. Um, participating in the project, talking with me about, you know, doing another collect, like a whole collection through uh, uh, Mythic North Press, which which is really exciting. So yeah, very, very experimental right now. Uh, not ready to quite announce the avenue or avenues in which the uh, the anthology will be published on Web3, but right now the ebook uh, is available online at all your typical retailers. And the uh, paperback, will soon be available through all, all outlets supported by um, Ingram Spark, uh, which is going to be our paperback distributor. Oh, that's fantastic. I, I really like that you're, you know, taking advantage of all the different, you know, ways to, to, to put technology um, in the game and, and to connect you uh, more with your audience. Um, I, I mean, that that's phenomenal. It can, would, would you care to uh, maybe tell us just a little bit more about your 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 experience with um, integrating all these all these different platforms? 
Yeah, sure, man. Um, you know, I right now I'm finding that the audiences are very bifurcated. Like it, it's, you know, you're you're a web two consumer, you're a web three consumer. Although I found it interesting, you know, uh, you know, this uh this project took on a um a more of a traditional model of paying its authors up front, you know, because again, I, my my feeling was the space is experimental and I wanted to make sure that the authors were compensated for their work. And what I found is that there was an interesting mix, even just in which compensation the authors preferred, like even if I met them through the Web3 space, you know, still reluctant to be compensa compensated in crypto. So um, just kind of a footnote and everything. But um, I did find that interesting because there is a lot of skepticism about the space. But I think that what I have found is when you get some open-minded authors and and my genre is science fiction and fantasy the um the anthology is a mix of science fiction and fantasy you really get people interested when you talk about your vision for the space and i consider that a success because we i've had you know several converts that are at least interested in the web3 space now and um, a couple others that are actively looking to partner with Mythic North Press um, to to do stuff in the future. They just they need a hand to know how to do it. Oh, that's so lovely. I I mean, it's amazing. We're folks. We're literally making history here, putting new technologies together, exposing people to new ideas, sharing with writers the ability to make money in new and different ways. I mean, wow! I, you just love to see. Yeah, no, it, it, it's freaking crazy. I, uh, you know, uh, one, one drawback I will say is that, uh, you know, right now Mythic North Press is very much a one-man show aside from the people that, that we pay to write and illustrate and create their wonderful content. But, uh, you know, it has planted a lot of ideas about some of the ideas we can do, uh, do in the future. Well, I'd like to drop a little bit of alpha for anybody that might be listening. Uh, I'm going to drop that and then I'm going to follow immediately with a question for ER. Um, and the alpha is that ER and I are working on a on a collaborative project together that is going to be a multi uh, multi community collaborative project. It's going to be awesome. And um, he's he's doing the artwork for it. And there's a lot of collaboration between the two of us making it happen. But given all of that, ER, what are your thoughts on um, AI artwork? And, and where is that taking the publishing industry, do you think? <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that, that's a super controversial topic right now. But I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad you invited me the opportunity to weigh in on it. You know, as an artist, I I did all all of my cover art for the original releases of the of the Nethra novels, and I've done various art projects of lesser fame that you know I, I'm I'm comfortable with attributing myself as a traditional artist as well. But um, I, I really got into AI art within the last year, and what I found is. These tools are powerful. They they can do some incredible things, but they never quite get me exactly what I want. Um, and I think that's really where the artistic talent element comes in. So 
You know, I, I'm aware of some of the concerns around AR, AI art replacing traditional artists. I'm I'm a little skeptical of that because especially when you look at some of the mediums I'm I'm really familiar with, like comics, for example. I know they have a project coming out that's like the first completely AI illustrated comic, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's cool. That is what it is. It's a novelty. But I can tell you that when I'm looking at it from an artist's perspective, a lot of the more subtle human elements about what you're trying to convey in a piece, you don't quite get without some human input. The machine's only going to do what it's capable of. And I think that really what we're going to see in the future is this super cool partnership between AI artwork and the artists that can leverage it because it's really, it's no different really from some of the Photoshop tools that are available now. I mean, for at least a decade, I've been using Photoshop AI capabilities to edit my photos and to quickly adjust things in in the drawings that I do. So I really think this is no different. It's just a massive leap forward. And I think it's going to take some time for people to come to terms with it. I think that's a great answer. And also uh, sort of dovetails with Cryptoversal Books earlier on the Web3 Writers Hour. He, he or actually this, this wasn't on the Web3 Writers Hour. It was just, it was on Twitter. Uh, he had posted something that said, I think there's a huge market for people editing the fingers out of AI-generated artwork, the extra fingers, which I thought was pretty hilarious. Um, and I totally, totally, totally agree with you, ER. I've, I've been telling people that are concerned about AI replacing writers or replacing artists that I think that's misplaced worry because what you're going to end up having is you're going to end up having writers who are using these as tools and creating new ways of, of telling stories and showing stories and creating artwork. But there's always going to be a place for the writers that, that create stuff directly from them, from, from them straight to the reality that it exists in. And the same goes for art. And I have to say, like, I won't go into any details, but the, the art that ER has been doing for our project is so fire. I mean, it's it's basically, it's a, um, you could almost say it's a massive multiplayer um, game that we're, we're developing and these avatars for it, whoa, they're going to blow you guys' mind. No pressure there, ER. But uh, actually, the artwork is already there, so you're, you're good. CV, you're too kind. And and I totally agree. And like, just a real quick uh, real life example, because I know we're at the end of our time. You know, I, uh, I also published through a platform called Mithril Fiction. And that platform employs a creative team of, I believe it's six different artists. And since they've embraced AI art, the only difference, none of these artists lost their jobs, they just increased their productivity. So it really, it, it made their lives easier. And it has, if anything, created jobs because it created, it increased the output of the platform. So, you know, and again, thank you for for your comments on on the art for upcoming project. Can't wait to share more of that with you guys. But yeah, I I think we're looking at a bright new future here. I mean, it's just lovely to hear. And and you know what? I, I 
echo your sentiment with respect to AI. I I, th- I think that as a writer, like like I see the same sorts of potential for AI to make my life easier. I'm I'm not as good as I could be about potentially like picking that up and and using it uh, more when I start to uh, st- start to write something. Um, and and so this year, maybe one of the things I can do is uh, is is pick that up just a little bit more and do just a little bit better with it. I also do uh, want to just make a quick note here. We we started about five minutes late, so we we actually have a few more minutes to uh, to to discuss some of this stuff, folks. You know, with, with the permission of a few more for mi- few more minutes, I can tell you right now that like I've looked at uh, Chat GPT three, and um, you know I don't. Granted, I've been busy editing an anthology and and doing the publication stuff, so I'm a little out of the conversation. But um, I don't, me personally, feel threatened by this machine. I'm honestly, I recommend it to uh, another writer, you know, someone who even collaborated on this anthology for a joint project that we're working on just to create some seed ideas, you know, and it's always, there is always going to be a human element art, you know, uh, there's a great um, YouTube video out there. Uh, I, sorry, I'm forgetting exactly who it was by, but the title was um, AI art. It's pretty, but is it art? And while I don't agree with everything that he said, um, raised a great point about art invoking emotion. And I think that art, whether it's illustrative or writing, is about evoking emotion. And you're always going to need a human to fill that void. Absolutely. Yeah, you got to be a person to have something to say to some extent. It's it's a person that is the root of agency in some sense. And it's kind of one of the things about AI is that like, I, I think fundamentally, it has to it has to turn out to be a tool at some point. I, I I couldn't say more. I mean, and I will say that the uh, the Mythic North anthology has an extra feature where every story has an illustration, um, and some of them, uh, like uh, for example, Riona's, you know, were actually contributed by the artist. And I can tell you right now that I didn't put any artist out of a job in order to have that commissioned using some AI art. It was an extra feature that was enabled by a small struggling artist himself, you know, and and the artists that were contributing to express themselves in a unique way. And and I think that I think that's beautiful. Um and I hope it continues, honestly. I actually have something I can contribute to this um, this conversation about the AI art and then the AI writing. I the women who have um, if I can jump in, Dylan. I'm sorry, I'm just like jumping in. <laughs> Is that okay? Jump in, yeah. You're you're a host. Oh. Okay, 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 good, good. And so the four illustrators who I'm working with or who have done the art for the seven love stories, a lot of them utilized AI art to get ideas and to create things for us to bounce ideas back and forth because they're taking the words that I wrote and trying to turn it into an illustration. And then and then some of them, they, they took that as the base of what they were doing and then embellished more with it. And so I just really feel like 
the the art itself, I'm going to align myself with what Eric is saying about how it is a powerful tool and it is a great tool, but it is not a replacement of. And I think in the in the previous Vagabond Magazine article that focused on, it was like the AR, the AI issue for Vagabond Magazine, I, I wrote a little bit about um, AI writing and how I really feel like that also is a powerful tool and it is a great tool for writers. Um, but it's not ever going to replace the the heart or the passion or the care, the dedication, the energy and the beauty that we all have and find in the words that we're in love with. And so I really feel like that's very similar to what Eric is saying with the art itself as well. Hey, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Well, folks, um, it is now getting to be about that time. Uh, do we have any final uh, thoughts or final notes? I, I, I'm personally just like super stoked about like the idea of there being like new technology tools out there to go play with. And and throughout the show today, just to confess a little bit, I have uh, had this sensation that there aren't enough hours in the day, and that I wish I was involved in more of these projects and <laughs> you know just uh, kind of doing a better job of uh, of keeping up with all of this stuff that's going on because it's all amazing and I just love it so. Much. Yeah, man. I'll just, I'll echo that real quick. Um, I think that there is some wonderful stuff going on and approaching it with an optimistic attitude, you know, burying fear and, you know, not listening to the negative and, and making your own judgments. I think that that's going to open us up all up to a, a bright new future. And I think we should just run with it. Well, that is a great note to end on folks. Um, from everybody here at PageDAO, I, I just want to say it has been an amazing day. Um, there, there are so many people that, that, that we're meeting, that we're working with, that, the, the things that we're building just get better and better. Um, from all of us, peace, love, and whippy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for coming. It's been wonderful. Peace, love, and whippy. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was episode 15 of the PageDAO show, recorded from their Discord server on Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now with Spark IBC enabled. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pay, checking that replay, sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows, but then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo. I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio. Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back. Doing a little magic, pulling rabbits out the rucksack. Not everybody's always in it for the money. Looking like another crooked Sunday, and I'm working Monday. So you know I ain't stressing, left debating great methods. Amazed to play Inception, the base stay blessed. See, even with these huge sums of overall royalties, these sums of money that go to the record label per playback can seem insultingly small. Many rights holders are making around three quarters of a cent each time someone listens to one of their tracks, leaving only some portion of that for the actual. Say they're making, they're making pennies, pennies per play until they can figure out.
out how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund pennies, 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 Another day, another lesson. Living in the eighth dimension might be worth a little mention. Living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel. Reeling in another sucker fish out to make a deal just to make a motherfucker wish. Aw, shit, now you only got two left. You know what I wish? We didn't have any loose ends. You know what I miss? Listening to excuses. Now we're on the fence like we forgot how to choose. That's what happens when people don't know what's true In the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom In the lunchroom just trying to laugh it off Meanwhile foaming at the mouth like a rabid dog Like a fake mate and call at the zoo It's looking like the view is getting disappointed too I'm working on the new shit, trying to produce it It's what I'm willing to go through when I'm making my music Spaces.